What is going on, everybody? You are listening to 90.7 WGCC and the Anchor Podcast app. And you're going to listen and you'll listen to the J Red Show. I got a big announcement to make. After much consideration, I had decided that this is my last semester here at GCC. I had decided that Thursday, December 5th, will be my last J-Red show here on 90.7 WGCC. Well, I'll be back for reunion shows. I'll probably, I might do some shows during the Christmas break. <coughs> but ultimately, I've decided that it's a lot easier to produce shows on the Anchor Podcast app. And I'm still waiting for, a, for an intern opportunity to call up at a radio station, so... I only got, this is my fifth last show here on WGCC. Hoping to get Ranting Ron on here before I, before I leave permanently. But anyhow, um, I got a great show for you today. I'm going to talk about the Bills and their victory over the Washington Redskins. And preview the game against the Browns. Talk about the Sabres and college football and college basketball and so much more. As always, if you have requests, hit me up on Twitter at JRedShow. And come up next is 7 Dust with Enemy. Just keep it locked to 9.7, the music FM. Then next to your radio, next to your computer, next to your smartphone, or wherever, listening to the J Red Show on 90.7 The Music FM and the Anchor Podcast app. <coughs> the Buffalo Bills defeat the Washington Redskins by a score of 24 to 9. To improve their record to to six and two, their best record since 1993, the year they went to their fourth straight Super Bowl. Josh Allen was 14 for 20, 160 yards and one touchdown. Devin Singletary had 20 carries for 95 yards. John Brown had four recessions for 76 yards. So overall, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have been fine. The word, yeah, fine. That's that's the perfect word to describe Josh Allen's play this year. Fine. He still has it, and the really the play of the entire Buffalo Bills. <coughs> they haven't blown out any of their opponents. They're still. They haven't got a 300-yard passing game. But they are doing just enough to win. Josh Allen on the year is uh, 148 for 243. 1,653 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. 
So one positive is that Josh Allen is not turning the ball over. He's being a little he's being more safe and he's still effective. Um one thing that helped the Bills was that opened up the run and getting the ball to Devin Singletary. <coughs> Singletary had 20 carries for 95 yards and one touchdown, and that's what the Bills needed to do to help Allen's passing game, open up the run game. Frank Gore did not have a good game. He was 11 for 15, had 11 carries for 15 yards. Uh, the, the low light of Gore's day was... Um, when he was stopped at the line of scrimmage three times in a row when the Bills were trying to punch it in. So Gore was a one negative from last night. Another negative was the run defense. Adrian Peterson um, ran all over the Bills, 18 carries for 108 yards. But the Bills did manage to turn things around they, they, from the Eagles game. Sean McDermott again made the defensive adjustments and... The Bills held the Redskins to, net, to just nine points. So, that's pretty much the, what sums up this year. It was a fine win. The Bills are doing just enough to get by. Do I want to see them get better? Absolutely. I, I want to see Josh Allen improve. I really want to see him get that 300-yard passing game. But, for now, the Bills are 6-2. and two. They are very likely going to the playoffs for the second time in three years. Yes, it could collapse, but I don't think it's going to happen. Allen's playing fine. The defense is great. The schedule is really bad. <coughs> Any given Sunday, I know, but the Bills should be 9-2 heading to the Thanksgiving game. And, and I know a lot of fans are upset about the Bills because um, they, they think they'll be, they'll be being on an easy schedule and they haven't looked um, great doing it. <coughs> but think about the 2004 Bills who feasted off an easy schedule and all they had to do was beat Pittsburgh Steelers backups to get to the playoffs and they couldn't get the job done. So, Allen, this is a well-coached team. Um... You know what they say, any given Sunday. And the Miami Dolphins get their first win of the season by beating the New York Jets by a score of 26-18. The, the, really embarrassing for the Jets. They were one of two teams I was wrong about. I thought they would be 8-8. Eight and eight. I thought Darnold would be competent. But man, Adam Gase has run that team to the ground with awful play calling. Darnold was 27-30, yards, one touchdown, one reception. Um, uh, I'm, I would be surprised if Gase isn't fired. I understand this, you want to establish some continuity, but Gase has just simply ran the Jets to the ground. The Dolphins, even though they're 1-7, they have looked better under Fitzpatrick. Fitz was 24 for 36, 288 yards and 3 touchdowns. So, so Fitzpatrick makes Miami a little bit dangerous. I predicted Miami to go 5-0. Heading this season, I predicted for the AFC East, I predicted New England to go 10-6, Buffalo 9-7, Jets 8-8, eight eight, Miami 5-11. But the Jets and the Dolphins are tanking hard.
The Bills, I think they'll be a little bit better than what I predicted them. New England is eight was eight and one. They started eight and zero, but they suffered their first loss of the season to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore finally broke the Patriots' great defense, put thirty-seven points on them. Lamar Jackson was seventeen for twenty-three, hundred sixty-three yards. So Jackson's stats were on par with Josh Allen's when it comes to passing. Um. But one reason why I'm hopeful for the Bills is that I think we're entering an era where rushing, um, where rushing quarterbacks can be effective. Lamar Jackson has 16 carries for 61 yards, 3.8 average, and Lamar Jackson could be the next Michael Vick. And here's a question for Bills fans. Do we want... Josh Allen to be the next Michael Vick. I know some fans are worried that he'll get injured by rushing a lot, but we're seeing rushing quarterbacks be effective. I'm looking for Lamar Jackson's rushing stats, but um. Lamar Jackson is on his way to breaking the rushing record the rushing record for NFL quarterbacks which was um Lamar Jackson has 637 rushing yards the record is held by Michael Vick with 1039 in 2006 no other quarterback um has rushed for 1000 and Jackson on pace for 1234 I don't think Allen will be that good when it comes to rushing, but he, he's he's effective with his legs. Um, Allen continues to be a polarizing figure in Buffalo. Some fans have sold on him, some are not. I'm still on the fence. I really want to see the Bills really add, improve their roster this offseason and try to get enough help around Allen so he can take the next step. <coughs> I know a lot a lot of Bills fans are since the Bills are six and two, some Bills fans are thinking Super Bowl or this is the championship contender. I'm not quite there yet. I think the Bills might need one more offseason. I mean they could get there. The we we all know the Giants a couple years ago went nine and seven and won the Super Bowl bowl. Um but we really need to see more from the from the um, offense to convince me that this is a Super Bowl caliber team. I need consistent, I need consistent play from Josh Allen, consistent 300 yard passing. Well, maybe not consistent 300 yards, but I want to see him take the next step. Or they need to beat the Patriots on Christmas, because both Ravens fans are thinking this is they the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender, even though they have a six and two record identical to the identical to the Bills. <coughs> The offense really needs to take the next step. I think giving the ball a Singletary will help, and I'm ho- and yeah, they they need they need to keep rushing the ball. Patriots fall at eight and one. Tom Brady has been throwing more and more interceptions in the last couple games. So once again, um, the Patriots offense has struggled a little bit. They only put 20 points up. 
So once again, fans are speculating, is this is the end near for the Patriots? Um, I know Adam Schefter made a report that it's very likely that Tom Brady retires this season or goes to a different team. Brady has thrown an interception in, in four of the last... In five of the last six games. Although he's still second in passing yards, so... I think the end could be near for Brady. But as of right now, he's doing just enough to win. Because New England's defense, last, other than last sun, Sunday night, was great. Is great. And Brady's doing just enough to get by. So, Bills fans should might want to think about the division in the back of their mind. It's, it's definitely possible, but it's going to be very hard to beat the best in the game, even at 42 years old. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. We'll be getting back into the music, and then we'll be talking about the Sabres and college sports. If you have a hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Um, and come up next is... Um, Right here by Stained. So keep on to that point seven. The music got done. And that was Stained with right here on ninety point seven. The music FM also broadcasted on the Anchor Podcast app. Time to talk about other sports now. The Buffalo Sabers have a nine four and one record. Um. After. After an impressive start, they have lost four of the last five games, and some Sabres fans are worried the season's starting to fall apart. This past weekend, they lost to the Washington Capitals 6-1, and the Islanders 1-0. Kempney had three assists. Um, Verona had two goals in the Washington game. Um, in the Islanders game, Bressard scored the lone goal for the Islanders. So, there's a little bit of a worry here. I'm not too worried yet. The Capitals and the Islanders are two of the best teams in the league. The Sabres aren't there yet. I think they should be average the rest of the way and hopefully play, fight, make the playoffs or at least um, or at least compete for a spot. But there are some concerns. <coughs> I mean, Ralph Kruger deserves a lot of credit for the Sabres' hot start. He has them playing at a high level. He's... Um, they're they're a lot more aggressive. They're hitting a lot more, but there there are some concerns. He's unwilling to move Olsen off the Eichel line. Roland Spoka out as a top six four with six goals to show for his last eighty two games, and he's still using Russell Lyon for twenty four or twenty seven minutes a game, much like the previous coaches did here. Um, so far he's praised for his positive positivity. But you wonder how far it can be struck stretch after the consistent turnovers lead to breakaways. Men left alone in front of the net, and even a four-on-one that looked something out of the ice capades, which hung out goalies out to dry, and generally all around a sloppy play for that. For all that, with what Kruger said, was a much-needed break. I mean, those, I mean, some Sabres fans are understandably trepidated because of last year when they had when they blew a ten-game losing streak. Um, I even I, I'm not gonna say they're a, a great team, but I don't think they're bad. As I said, they lost to two. They lost to two of the best teams in the league during this during their hot start. They looked so much better than even during that ten game win streak. 
During that 10-game win streak last year, they were winning by one goal. They were getting a lot, a lot of lucky bounces. <coughs> this year, they looked more competent. I was doubting a move of Bristol Lion to start, but I suppose it's best something to happen here shortly with him that may bring another forward here. Ralph got everyone over excitedly, and they, and they overperformed. And I now I think the talent is starting to show. Um, like I said, it's it, it's too early to, to panic, but um, keep in mind this old five oh six Sabres has some bad stretch, stretch bad stretches. A one in five Luke, one a one in five uh, they they had a one in five stretch that included a ten to one beat down to Ottawa, and a set and a one in eight stretch that included a seven nothing beat down to Toronto. I'm not saying this is the old five oh six Sabres yet. But I still think they can turn things around. I'm not worried about this year fall apart. It could, but I'm not worried about it yet. Um, so, the uh, the Sabres are going to go to Sweden to battle the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, this road trip should be good for the Sabres. It should help them um, cope together. It should re re they should recoup. Tampa Bay's been average this year. Um, they have a record of they after choking last year. They I think Tampa Bay's just in a funk right now. They have a record of I'm looking up right now. They have a record of six five and two. They've been painfully average. So this Sweden trip's a good way for the Sabres to bounce back. So. I'm looking forward to seeing the Sabres play in Sweden, spanning that game overseas. Um, but back to Kruger. Um, it's, it's the last couple of games where it seems like they have poor performances. It seems like they're standing around a lot, especially during this true, especially especially true in the D zone and the power play. Early in the season, there was a ton of a movement. I think these guys are who can't keep up the pace or put the work in and it drags the rest of the team down. I still continue to see unwillingness in the hard areas. So, overall, I think Bottle and Kruger should have my support, for, our support for another year or two. Um, I mean, overall, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good start. I'm glad, happy with the state, where the Sabres are for now. And I'm hoping they'll turn things around. One thing I've noticed is Sabres fans have been a lot. I've read online that a lot of Sabres fans have been criticizing Jack Eichel. I mean, he, I, I partially get it, but he's leading the team in points: seven goals, ten assists, seventeen points. Eichel, statistically, Eichel is becoming the leader that this franchise needs. Um. Carter Hutton is six and two at two point oh eight GA. That's another reason for the Sabres' hot start. So I, I wasn't expecting. The, I didn't think the Sabres' hot start was going to be sustainable, but I don't think they'll collapse like they did last year. Um. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at jredshow. The Amherst turned things around. Um. They crushed. Um. They had a bit of an up and down season. Um. They have a 7-3, 1-1 record for 16 points. 
I've heard a lot. The Amherst have room for improvement, but they're not a bad team. They should be a playoff team this year. They they um, crushed the Unicorn Comets by a score of six to nothing. Um, Fitzgerald had two assists. Porter had two assists. Nelson had two assists. So. The Amherst, I still think they need a number one center to put them over the top, and I think the um, and I think they need some and I, and I think I'm hoping the coach can make some adju adjustments in the playoffs. But this year's going great for them. Tage Thompson leads the team with five goals and six assists for eleven points. Um, UB football returns to action tonight. Um. UB had a pretty has having a pretty crazy season. They <coughs> it started with a a blowout win over Robin Morris, three to ten. They're an FCS school. Then they faced Penn State, um, and they they were uh, they had they had, they, had, they were up ten to three at the half. So that's so was their highlight of the season. But then it started to fall apart. They got blown out by Liberty. They beat Temple. Then they lost two in a row. I thought UB was cooked, but they've won three in a row, and they've looked really good at doing it. They shut out Akron twenty-one to nothing. They beat Central Michigan forty-three to twenty, and just this last Saturday they beat Eastern Michigan by a score of forty-three to fourteen. So now they're five and four, and one win away from being bowl eligible. They might need to win a few more than six games to make a bowl game. Because they want, I think they want to, the committee to make up for that loss to um to to um Liberty. But still, this was a quite the turnaround for UB. Um, in the um, for considering that this is a rebuilding year, uh, being bowl eligible is a huge accomplishment. Kyle Van in the Eastern Michigan game. Kyle Vanstree was 15 for 28, 23, 208 yards and one touchdown. Jarrett Patterson was at 33 carries for 160 yards. Antonio Nunn had seven receptions for 87 yards. So um, great. Um, so just a great offensive effort by UB and a great turnaround for a season that that seemed lost. And all of, now all of a sudden they have a big game tonight against. Um, Against um, against, not. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Who are they facing tonight? Kent State. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. Look up UB football statistics. Um. So um, when it comes to rushing, um, their rushing leader is um Jarrett Harrison, who's has um, who has um. 1,000, who has 995 net yards on 192 attempts. Passing, um, we have a bit of a quarterback controversy between Matt Myers and Kyle Vantries. Vantries is 61 for 99, uh, 679 yards, 5 touchdowns. Myers has 49, is 49 for 105, 602 yards, and 6 touchdowns. Receiving leader is Antonio Nunn with um, 33 receptions for 457 yards. Um, UB basketball is returns to action. Um, UB basketball is what I'm expecting UB football to be. A step down, 
a step. I think it'll be a step down from last year, but they should be still. They should still be good. You be basketball kiss off against Dartmouth tomorrow. So I'm expected. Like I said, as I said, I think UB basketball will regress, but but they should still be good. They should still be contenders to win the MAC. If they don't, I hope they do qualify. I hope they do qualify for the NIT if they fall short. But anyhow, um, nationally, um, who I think is going to win the national championship for in the NCAA? I think Texas Tech should win the NCAA championship. They have a great defense. I like Chris Beard's, Beard's coaching. Um, I, have, I have a couple of questions about everything else, but overall, I'm, I really like what Texas Tech has. We weren't talking about Texas Tech or Call at this point in the season, but they ended the season in the foul stage. Freshman Jamis Ramsey and Virginia Tech transfer Chris Clark could help the Red Raiders rise to the top of the Big 12 again and make another run. But I was wrong about some sports teams. I was wrong about the head of the season. I was wrong about the Browns. I was wrong about the Jets. I was wrong about the Syracuse Orange. And I was wrong about the Texas Longhorns. Syracuse, I thought was going to be bowl out. Uh, was going to qualify for a New Year's Six bowl. But man, their defense is awful. They just lost fifty-eight to seven, fifty-eight to twenty-seven to Boston College. Um. AJ, they could have stopped the run. AJ Dillon had 242 yards on 35 carries. So I was wrong about Syracuse, I was wrong about Texas. So anything can happen in sports. I'm going to shut down the Anchor Podcast app because my um, phone needs to recharge. But you have one more chance for a quest. If you have a quest, hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. And come up next to Smash Mouth, I'm a Believer. So keep a lot of 9.7, the Music FM.